Filmmaking covers a variety of genres, and during the 1990s, one in particular saw a resurgence, the big-budget disaster flick. It's coming! It's headed right for us! It's already here! For two science-obsessed kids growing up on opposite sides of Pennsylvania, nothing left a bigger impression than Twister. The suck zone. I think we're going in! Join Kelly and Joe as they dissect the second highest grossing film of 1996. We have to breathe, Justin, we have to breathe! Debris. Minute by minute. Another cow! Actually, I think that was the same one. And relive one of their favorite movies of all time. No, that, that was a good sized twister. What was that, an F3? Solid F2. Tornado warning continues now. Starting minute 74, off with a bang. Thanks for joining us here on the Solid F2 Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Joe. And sitting next to me is my co-host, Kelly. Hello. And there's a little bit more dialogue here in this minute. A little bit more than the last episode we did. I froze the video on a part where the intern is showing how terrified he is. He looks terrified. I wonder if that's a, a real reaction from them throwing stuff at at him. And I wonder if they have any... Do you think they had a lot of stunt people in this movie? I think it was just, they were like, just go in there, sit down. And I don't know. I guess it depends on what was written. What they're there. asked to do. In their liability clause in their contract. Liability only. So when we finished part 73... The compressed air was just about to get hit by the debris, and that's where we pick up here at the beginning of minute 74. So we see that debris hit perfectly to unleash the power, and Preacher reaches out and eventually is able to grab it. Dusty's trying to get it too, but Preacher gets it and celebrates as the Pepsi cup blows in the wind, and then another window explodes, and we see the hubcaps come flying by. Getting Preacher right in the forehead. Joe comes to his aid to make sure he's okay. It's merely a flesh wound. 
he's good to go. But here we finally get a reaction from a what you would think would be a normal human reaction to being subject to the wrath of nature for days on end as Melissa really starts to freak out with what's occurring. Uh, we get the car into the chase vehicles in the garage and it continues to get pushed closer and closer to them in the pit. And then finally we close out the minute with the drive-in theater sign detaching and then dropping into the garage as well. So there it is. And again, the acting, really, I mean, I, I never noticed because it's so fast. It's so quick. But I mean, there there's some terror on their faces. Yeah. I mean, yeah. As it should be. Yeah. They're yeah. really selling it. As it should be. I think it, uh, I, I always was under the impression that what flew through the air was film reels, but I guess it's a hubcap, huh? Oh yeah. I, I assume they were hubcaps just cause they're in a garage. I think they were sitting on the table by the window that explodes. I mean, you're can, probably right. Roll I it just... back. I mean, film reels also would be a possibility. They are at a drive-in. It's when they were still showing things on film, but I believe what we're seeing are, are hubcaps. I'm sure you're right. You see. Yeah. I, I'm sure you're right. I just, in my mind, it was always like empty film reels. Mm -hmm. um, I don't think it's necessary for her to crawl over and cover his wound like that with her bare hands. I mean, bloodborne pathogens. It's a thing. Let's not. People always, uh, you know, there are just certain people that react during the course of danger and they don't care about their own health well, and safety. I understand head wounds bleed a lot. I get that. But that didn't seem to be the case with that one. It was just a line of blood on his face. I maybe would have taken off my jacket and held it against it. Yeah. I don't because especially because they're crawling around in metal and gravel and having glass on them, the chance of her having an open wound on her hand is a fair and maybe it's just the safety side right. of me where I just wouldn't cover unless it was my family, I wouldn't go up to someone else and cover an open wound with yeah. my hand. And like but, you said, head wounds do bleed a lot. Right. They can be just little, scratch, little scratches. I'm Two instances. One, when I was very young, actually living at a house, like the original house that I was born in and grew up in for just the first few years of my life. There were a few friends over and one of my friends tripped and fell and, and scraped his head pretty good. But he had blood all over him. Like it looked way worse than it was but it's just because the head wound just bled so much and he it was fine but it just looked way worse like as, and as a little kid you're like oh my <laughs> like what's happening is, is this is he dying like is it, did he lose too much blood because it was a lot of blood uh and then actually just a few years after that playing uh you know family game of touch football on thanksgiving one of my uncles um dove or or fell and actually landed head first into one of those portable bleachers got a big gash above his eye blood everywhere and you mentioned joe taking your jacket off one of my other uncles different side of the family took his shirt off to help stop the bleeding and they needed stitches for that mm -hmm. so it's just yeah the head wounds really really bad but you know you kind of get the you know, characterization of Joe as sort of like the motherly figure, the mama bear. She's going to take care of all of them. She maybe feels a little guilty having put, put them out there. Like she probably recruited them. These are all her friends. She wants to, them to know that she's there 
for them at all times, even if it puts herself in harm's way. And I'm sure you're obviously, because of your background, you're going to be a little bit even more squeamish than the average person about doing that because you know all the issues that can arise from... I'm not squeamish in that, like, blood bothers me necessarily, but, like... No, just looking out for the safety. aware of the potential consequences for, you know, if you have an open wound and you touch someone else's blood, that's just a vector to get into your body. Anyway. um, On the more cheery side of things. Yeah, on the cheers. Do you think that the uh, book is still on the dashboard of the truck? I don't know. I I am interested in looking at that because I thought that was one of the more interesting tidbits that, you know, I don't know if we discovered that. There's been many, many people and I'm sure other podcasts and film reviews and just people that love the movie that have probably found that before. My quick Google search didn't turn up anything, so it was fun to kind of tease people like, hey, listen to the show and see what we found and what do these books have to do with the show. And that was fun. But I Did you do that? Yeah, I posted about that. On what? On our social media. I always forget we have You that. forget that, yeah. That's right. Don't worry, I'll take care of it. Well, I'm not going to. I, I, I would like to see when we see the debris, the leftovers from the destruction of the debris. vehicles as... <laughs> not when (laughs) preacher preacher's vehicle gets thrown into rabbit's vehicle so we'll see if those books turn up we can see that speaking of saying words incorrectly did you i i didn't realize this was a thing until i was listening to another podcast they brought it up and i believe it was william shatner who on something they told him to say sabotage i believe and he called it he said it incorrectly sabotage maybe i thought it was sabotage and he's he's like well i say it this way and i didn't realize that uh well one that he could be that stupid about that because i don't think that's a word that's up for debate Mm -mm. like sabotage is sabotage right like there's a song that that screams it over and over again and i just you know i know there's plenty of words especially when you're talking american english and original you know uk english they could add, you know, U is a popular letter to add in the, the UK version, and that could maybe change the pronunciation a bit. But there's just some words that I've never heard said differently. But then it dawned on me that I believe the Simpsons were making a reference to, reference to this William Shatner, like behind the scenes, where they show Kent Brockman, the Simpsons news anchor, and he says, avoision. And they say it in his ears, like, evasion. It's evasion. He's like, I know it says evasion. I say avoision. <laughs> it just, like, goes on. It's just one of those moments that clicked with me when you said it's pronounced dibris. Yeah, dibris. Data or data? Not dibris. Dibris. The emphasis dibris. is on the second syllable. <laughs> yes, it is. It's very true. Very accurate. I, one of my favorite songs is... Like a song I will always listen to when it is on the radio. I will pause and listen to it. Is No Rain by Blind Melon. Mm. And there's a moment in that song that he says it, it's the lead up to the chorus. So he says it multiple times. Um, he says the phrase cheating strategy. But he says strategy. That bugs me. It bu- yeah, it's bothersome. Why are you saying it like that, man? 
I, I understand it. I give a, maybe a little bit more leeway to song lyrics because sometimes you just got to make it fit in there or rhyme. And honestly, until you pointed it out to me, it didn't even click. Dude, like did it, I shatter like, that glass Oh, yeah, you, you shattered that glass for me 100%. Sorry. It was fine. I don't listen to the song that often. It's not one of my favorite songs. So, Well, I have my Sirius XM set on Pop Rocks. Right. Yes, you, you don't do. You do not do that unless I'm in the car with you. Right. So. I, I begrudgingly you turn that over to you. You prefer Kobe Calais and okay. Maroon 5 and whatever pops up on the Pulse. I, I, I do. I like the Pulse. I just think it's a nice blend. I, I also like, like the, the blend. the 90s stuff. I, I'm, I'm fine with Pop Rocks. back to childhood. Does it? Mm-hmm. See that that's too hit or miss for me. Like I feel like I only like fifty percent of what they play, oh, whereas the, the pulse and the blend, I'm closer to you know like three out of four. Mm. There's too much repetition on the pulse and the blend. It, it is fairly repetitious, but and I, I don't, don't want to hear anything that, that much, plays so. Ariana Grande because I know you really don't I like her. Cannot stand her. You're not an Ariana fan, huh? Talk about someone who doesn't emphasize any syllable. <laughs> that's always funny. She's funny to me just because. I remember one of our employees introducing her music to us when she was in high school, like when this our employee was in high school, before Ariana was anything. Mm-hmm. Like I had never heard of her because no one else had either, but this employee, Serena, was obsessed with her. It, yeah. And so I was introduced to her music before, before it became big. Mm. I didn't. I mean, I didn't pursue it. It wasn't like I was like, oh my gosh, you know, I was, you know, a late late so twenty year old guy. So what you're saying in so many words is you knew her before it was popular, right, but, it, but it didn't matter. Like I didn't care. Oh, so you're nonchalant about it? That doesn't make you less of a hipster, man. Well, not. I don't want to be a hipster. I'm not saying you want to be. I'm just saying that's how it's coming off because. But you're like, very, don't you like, have to be like, well. I was into her before she got it big. No, it's just I knew of her before she got it big, but I don't have enough in it in you know in the skin of the game to so to care. Hipster about being hipster. Yeah, is that is that it's very, like meta. very meta? Yeah, I don't Ugh. care for it. Well, I'm not trying. That's not on, not on purpose. It's just the story that always pops up when Ariana well, comes how up. How did we get on this topic? Well, there's just a train of thought about pronunciation and then music. Wish I had a duck. Okay. That's an old one. That's an old reference. Very Listen, inside baseball. Back to the podcast that we sure have. Twister. Yes, um, we've had tornadoes in the area recently. Yes, we have. Yeah, with the remnants of Ida coming through southeastern Pennsylvania and western west central New Jersey, got hit pretty hard. Uh, Mullica Hill in New Jersey saw an EF three. There were two in within what five miles of your sister's residence. Mm-hmm. Uh, down in north north of Philadelphia, mm-hmm. uh, I believe. How, do you remember how many there were associated with the remnants of Ida? Was it seven? I thought it was more than that. More than that? you thought it was? Did it get the double digits? I thought it was around a dozen, but I could be wrong. Around a dozen. I was thinking it was seven or eight, but I could be wrong there. I know that the night that Ida went through, or the morning after, and you know, NWS does their their reports and their their field studies and whatnot. I did see that there were 15 tornado warnings issued due to Ida in the NWS. Uh, maybe it wasn't just the Mount Holly office. Maybe it was across the state of Pennsylvania, all the NWS offices, but only focused on Pennsylvania, not New Jersey. They were up to 51 tornado warnings for the state of Pennsylvania. 51 or 15? They added 15 to the total for the year to get to 51. Okay. And that... 
bested the previous record and we're still at a point where we could see a few more. Might see some tonight. Right. So uh, very active, severe storm season throughout the state of Pennsylvania. When I uh, Ida was a big part of that. When I said uh, to the girls the next morning, they wanted to know if, you know, Amy was okay when we were on our way to school. She did what she needed and to I do. And I said, yeah, there, she was fine. And Natalie told me that um, she was interested to see what strength the tornadoes were and then proceeded to tell me that they were either going to be an EF0, an EF1, an EF2, an EF3, an EF4, or an EF5. Oh, like, yes, she just re- read you, them all off to that you. Are, those are the options, correct. You got that. Nailed it. Thank you. Yes. Good and job. Amy had said to me that night, like, texted me, I'm hiding in my bathroom again. And I said right, that to you. Twice. I said that to you. Natalie left, said it to Haley. Haley came and told me as if that was brand new information. <laughs> this is brand new information. <laughs> was, so This is how that telephone game happens. Yep. And now, like, they had the information right, but could have easily gone the other way. So our area was hit hard with flash flooding again because the remnants at Ida in and around our area, we, we saw anywhere from, you know, about five and a quarter inches up to five and three quarter inches, you know, between the five and six inch mark. And that was just over a day's total rainfall. It's a lot of rain in a short period of time. The amount matched or was very close to what we received three years ago when we had that massive flash flooding incident. But that was just a severe storm <laughs> system that sat over us and we got six inches of rain or about six inches of rain in about 90 minutes. So you can imagine how quickly the flash flooding occurred then. But this was much more gradual with Ida. It started raining, uh, what, late morning, got heavy in the afternoon. And then by the dinner rush hour, things started to get pretty bad. (laughs) We were able to stave off flooding in our home. We noticed the sump filling and we jumped into action. Yeah, we have never had a sump pump in the sump pit, but it may be something we need to look into at this yeah, point. Yeah, I just, w- there's a lot of... Uh, Too many hundred-year uh, storms happening in a three-year period. Right. And parts of this storm, the Ida Remnants, was a... 200 one to two, Yeah, one in 200 year for yeah. parts of eastern Pennsylvania and yeah, western New Jersey. I think Jersey. they're going to have to recalculate those stats with global warming, though. So, it's in something to keep an eye out for, and... You know, it's interesting. We've now, and I guess when Ida hit us, it was a tropical depression because I was going to say we've now been through, we were through two significant tropical systems this summer. Yep. You know, we we got to to sit through, what storm was that when we were? Oh, right. We got to sit there. And I think it was a, was it still a tropical storm with us or even a hurricane? I think. When it it came through? I think it was a tropical storm. Tropical storm. Yep, we were and, in Ocean City, Maryland. And I have to say, when that when we woke up in the middle of the night, that was some intense... It didn't last terribly long. No, it, it was not it even was, a full hour, I'd say. It was intense, But we though. were within a tornado warning, and there were tornadoes or funnels spotted and Doppler indicated around us. There was a kind of constant roar happening. We mentioned happening. this on the show in the past. Yeah, I know. Past, Nobody wants to hear it again. I'm no, just saying. Yeah. It was it was intense. So I can only imagine what those people who are living through a Category Three, Category Four, right? Or five yeah, the, the Gulf Coast and, and you know Florida, yeah. just what they have to go through, and obviously the parts of Louisiana that went through the brunt of Hurricane Ida and all the other tropical systems uh, throughout history. But it's just odd to have experienced two significant tropical systems for a family that lives in, you know, South Central, Southeastern Pennsylvania. It's not a common occurrence for us here. Mm-hmm. So. Anything else to say about minute 74 of Twister? No, I don't think so. I think we're, I think we're all done here. Is it time to get some food and, mm-hmm. and uh, watch some It's Always Sunny? 
Um, sure. I'm still full of noodles. So no pie for you? So no pie. No food at all? I mean, I might get some water, but I am still quite full. Hmm. All right. Well, there you have it. So first, we're not going, we're not both going to eat after doing the show. Just one of us will be, will be eating. So. I don't, I don't need the judgment, man. No one's judging. It's just, I mean, just it felt marking, a little judgy. Just marking this occurrence. All right. Mark away. Okay. I did. So, all right. Well, hopefully we'll be back soon to discuss the next minute of Twister, which will be minute 75. Thanks for listening to the Solid F2 Podcast, a minute-by-minute breakdown of the movie Twister. That's all for this week. Please follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Solid F2 Pod. Solid F2 Podcast is part of the JMNJR Radio Network. Visit jmnjrradio.com for more. Two, three, four.